All right, welcome back, Quarantine Chronicles of the All Offense Basketball Podcast. We have a very special guest for you today, Taffy Charles, a two-time national champion, the only coach in basketball in U Sports history to win both a women's and men's national championship. Taffy took over for Dave Smart at the start of last season, and they actually finished their entire season winning the national championship just three days before everything changed so we're going to get into a lot of that we're going to talk about you know george floyd and the black lives matter movement as well as the nba bubble some cbl and recruiting and how everything has gone in the pandemic his thoughts on that so that's coming at you right now Yeah, Jack, why don't you start it off? Okay, first thing I want to talk about is last time that we spoke, the world was in a much different place. You had just begun the head coach of the men's team. You were about to go to Spain on a lovely trip. <laughs> the Raptors were in the finals. Everything was well. And since then, everything has devolved. But worst of all, I asked if you had any spots on the team open for me possibly making my way on there, uh, and I never heard back. So that, that's been tough for me personally. And I was wondering if anything's changed in that time. Um, I have been working on my core strength between now and then, and I can always, I'm always ready to take a foul or uh, give, give a foul if you need that sort of skill set. So what do you think about that? Yeah, well, as you can, as you notice, we uh, we ended up uh, uh, not needing your services. I mean, we did okay, but uh, you know, we we ended up winning the championship. Now, uh, three days later, the world it seemed like it was ending. So uh, I thought we were okay without your services. I mean, I know that uh, you've offered them up, but uh, you know, I thought that uh, I guess I was uh, correct in knowing that uh, you know we we we, we although we could have used it, but uh, we were okay for for nineteen twenty. So uh, so uh, yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, I, I disagree, but I understand. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, we would have won by 40 or 50 then with you on, right? Instead yeah. Of 20. <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, I have a question about the national championship, obviously, coming right before, you know, everything changed. Um, what was that process like? You guys were one of the last, I mean, basketball teams in North America to win anything substantial. Um, what was it like going there, having all those fans and now? We don't even know what's going on with the season. Like, obviously, NBA is coming back, but U Sports is a much different story. Well, I guess the biggest thing I would say is we're pretty fortunate. I mean, I know that, um, uh, you know, especially about three days after, I mean, I know that, I mean, one thing about our, uh, the way that it, it goes our, our, our season, this is probably the first time in the last 20 years that we actually – played the week before uh, March break. We usually play the week, like the end of March break. So about the last 20 years, we've always had it the week after. And if we'd had it the week after this year, we would have not been able, we would have been canceled midway through, which would have been very, uh, very frustrating. So, um, so then this look at it, look at it as being fortunate. I think that's the biggest thing after you come back and look on it. And there was a, a volleyball and so hockey championships from U sports. They were canceled like after the first day. So um, just this blessed and just fortunate just to be able to get that, get that underneath our belt. Um, as for the game itself, I mean, you know, it was one of those things where we, uh, 
uh, you know, I, I think they, they were a very good team, Dalhousie, and, and they, 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 they were really well prepared, really well coached. Um, I think our, our, our strength all year was our depth, um, and we kind of wore people down, and uh, it just took a little longer to wear them down because they're such a very good team, and uh, that's not that, you know, by the time that the fourth quarter rolled around, we were, we were going on full cylinders. We found the right mix of guys to, to play at that point in time, and, uh, and uh, luckily we didn't run out of time. So, um, but you know, looking back on that, it, was, uh, it didn't look like it was very good for about 50, uh, 30 minutes of 30, 32 minutes of that game. It wasn't looking good for us. So just being really happy to be, to, 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 to fulfill expectations and, uh, and obviously win the championship. Yeah. And what, what was that locker room like at half? Cause it, it was quite an uncharacteristic half for you guys who had been an elite efficient three-point shooting team and things were just not going down in that first half what was that like uh in the locker room well I think before um you know I'd say we didn't panic at all I mean I talked to the talk to the guys and honestly sometimes when when you're like when you're winning a lot of games and 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 things are going your way most of the time it's it's hard to kind of motive, tell guys hey you know what like we need to keep going we need to keep our gas on the pedal um, human nature is more like in terms of, you know, it, it just when you're doing well, it's hard to convince kids that they got to continue to do well. And that's, that's my job as a coach is trying to make sure that we're staying on point, staying focused. And, um, you know, that's, it's always a difficult challenge. But to be honest with you, at the halftime, it was like, listen, guys, we're a better team than, than this. We've shown that we've been a better team of this. Don't panic. We haven't really done anything that we said we were going to do. And, um, you know, if we do what we need to do, then we'll be fine. And literally, it was, it was pretty calm, to be honest with you. There was no motivational speeches. I mean, there's no motivational speeches at that time of the year anyways. Everybody knew what the situation was. I mean, if we don't if we don't pick this up, we're going to lose. So there was nothing really to say. Like, it's just, it, it was, it's actually pretty simple. There was nothing to say. It just, that's, the, guys, we're going home and without a championship unless we don't pick this thing up. So that, that, that was, it wasn't, I wasn't no genius coach to be able to kind of, kind of, you know, tell them what was obvious. Right? So, yeah. So, yeah. okay. Um, switching gears a little bit. Uh, I mean, a lot of, a lot of alumni from the Carlton Ravens program have ended up in the CEBL. Um, I mean, one of the bigger examples I've seen Connor Wood, you didn't coach him, but uh, he's currently playing in Spain after a very, very good season um, in the CEBL. Uh, and then to gender, uh, also went first overall this year. Um, from an NCAA standpoint, you hear a lot of talk about players hopefully going pro, um, but in U sports, at least common in media, you don't hear as much about their future after college basketball. Um, what is that process like? Um, I know obviously Carlton, a very storied program, but uh, is that something players talk about uh, in the locker room or when they're in the program? Uh, their future in basketball? Well, to be honest with you, uh, that's why we, that's why they come to Carlton. You know, so we've had a good storied history of guys who have done well um, after, after, after school, uh, playing pro at, at a pretty high level, making money where they can, that could be their career. I mean, you know, we continue to have guys like Aaron Donnekamp who's playing in the Spanish league, you know, uh, Phil, Phil and Thomas, Phil, Phil Scrubs playing in the Spanish league, Tommy Scrubs playing in, uh, in, in, in the French league, um, uh, Kaiser Kazan, who's keen, was playing in, in German league, um, you know, uh, guys like Guillaume, who's playing in CBL, he was playing in the French league as well. 
Um, we've had a story history, you know, starting from, you know, even Oswaldo Giante, he, he played in the German league as well. Uh, we've had a number of guys playing play a number of different leagues. So um, that was been our selling point for our program. It's been something like, you know what, we know how to, we know how to win and we know how to develop people and, and we know how to make pros and, uh, and, and even keeping that network. So that's something that we talk about right at the beginning of like, right in the recruiting process itself and and to be honest with you that's that's a lot of the reasons why we do get a lot of transfers because um they see it and unfortunately it's, sometimes it's it's almost easier to have, get transfers because they know what we've done we, we they've heard they're a bit older they, they listen to people they they understand um, although it's hard work um they understand they're, they're, process they get to about year three four and five and they're sitting there and saying listen i'm not going in the way that i want to go i want to turn this into something where i can be professional and um you know we've proven to be the best at it so it's been something that we it's right right in their recruiting pitch to be honest with you i think yeah. that younger kids don't see it as see it as see it uh as clearly they feel like you know, they can go anywhere and and they'll, they'll somehow become a pro and then a lot of times some people get in two years in and they, they realize that, uh, you know what, we've continued to be doing it. They've seen the success that our guys have had, not only in the uh, um, uh, pro leagues, but even in, in uh, Team Canada. And they want to they be able to enjoy that success as well. And they see that success and they see where these guys are coming from. Nice. Awesome. Um, and I'm ready for that success. I've, I've been stretching. <laughs> And I'm ready. Yeah, I don't really want to. What's you now? What tall do you know? <laughs> I'm I'm six six. That's six a, six. Okay, good. Six, okay. Six. Six, six, that's a good. That's a great age. I've that's grown. A great, that's a great size. If you were six six. I've grown. <laughs> no, I've grown significantly. I I'm not sure. I would like to play in France, but I would settle for Spain. So. Uh, nice. Yeah, I'm. Aren't you graduating in December, Jack? That's not important. I think I can. <laughs> I just need tape. I just need tape. That's it. You need tape? Yeah, well, get to like intramurals. That's what you say. <laughs> yeah. right? Intramurals, get that tape out there in intramurals, and that's like start from there, right? So I've been banned. Um, <laughs> you've been banned, eh? I'm just I'm just now being able to go downstairs, so that's why I'm I'm relocating. So All right. <laughs> get myself in a relocation spot here. In my office, here we go. So here we go. Starting to get get better here. So uh so yeah, sorry. Continue, okay. please. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about um, some of the, the, well, the period of injustice and the, the protests that have been going on uh, within all of North America and all over the world, and a little bit about what your experience and what your responsibility has been during this time. And as a prominent coach and as a prominent Black coach, how has this period been for you? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, it's been, uh, I think when, right when it started with the George Floyd uh, incident, um, you know, I didn't know what to say. I think I really took a couple of weeks to kind of, obviously upsetting and, 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 and I don't think that's shocking. I think anybody, any minority would tell you that this is something that we've known. It's not like, like it wasn't that shocking to us. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, so it was outrage and it, it showed a lot and there was a lot of, there was a lot of, there was a lot of talk about it, but like, it wasn't, a, we weren't like, you know, I think as a minority, we weren't like, oh my God, how did this happen? Yeah. Right. Like we've been talking about this happening for often. And so it wasn't about, 
I, I always think that it's not about minorities getting awareness. It's about the, 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 the non-minorities getting awareness. Yeah. I think that was the, the, the two weeks and, and, and what I'm, you know, really after the two weeks realized it was, it's not about like, I know the issues. Minorities know the issues. It's about the non-minorities knowing the issues and being and being empathetic towards the issues. And I feel like this, what's been a little different about this situation and this scenario is is that, and, and that's where I feel like um, it's 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 been great. Um, obviously, a long way to go. Um, you know, I, I and also I'd say obviously I've had experiences of racism myself, and you know, I. I it's not, it's not, it's not a, you know, again, I think if you talk to any minority, they would tell you times where they've been, they felt like there's been some racism towards them. And ironically, I want to take this too back. I remember after my team, we met with the team about a month after the incident, just because I wanted to let things fester out. I wanted to figure out how the way, the best way to address it with our team. And it was really good because what I did was I, what I, I, I did was uh, I'd asked, all the minorities and I started with myself to talk about times where they felt like they were discriminated against and the people who aren't my minorities they like the rest of the team although we're, we're integrated in and sports is one of those ones where people are very integrated and it's Canada and you know again I, I would say that Canada has different issues in the U.S. Um, um, it was in and, and, and everybody here at least on my team if you played basketball at all you've been integrated in terms of different cultures and different so it's not like we haven't been integrated it's not that we're not we have no understanding about um about different cultures but what i would say is when i did that some of the guys who are non-minorities when we told the stories of each and every one of us i think it's like we get 15 guys on our team seven of us are minorities seven of them aren't when we told us this every different story even some of the minorities that i i had uh, on my team that's that told their story it still was kind of surprising to me even though I'm a minority so yeah. then the non-minorities would sit there and say oh my god this really happened to you right yeah. they just didn't know right we don't talk about it right because it's just something that we don't need we don't talk about it's something that we've just been able to kind of absorb and just move on right like so um but it, it really brought an awareness and I think that was the biggest thing that it, it is it's, it's an awareness I don't think people um, really, really understand what what happens with minorities and how they feel, um, because again, we're not we don't we try not to bellyache about it. We just try and move on, right? So I felt that, that was great. Um, I felt like, uh, uh, and that's what I'd say the difference is is just the non minorities who are actually taking up this um, this cause and and for equality, and I think that's where it was going to have to move. I think that's where I'd say it's moving farther because it's not just black people or people of color just basically saying, complaining, right? Or kind of, yeah. oh, here are the issues. And, and now it's more of a, it's more unity. And it's more, it's, and, and that's where I'd say what I'm happy about and what I've seen. And, and, and again, we, I have a, we have an organization now. We had a lot of athletes. We, we've actually developed our own organization within on, on, uh, Ottawa um, uh, to, 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 to head up this cause. And, you know, um, Dave Smart, who's still a big part of, um, of Carlton, you know, he wanted to start this up and wanted to, you know, again, he's a guy who, um, you know, he's been, he's been, you know, he doesn't see color. He's been great ever since I've ever known him. Um, you know, he's a position of authority, you know, he understands his role in this and, 
you know, he kind of got us all together and said, hey, let's start a, let's start an initiative. And you know, we've actually met every Thursday. Um, I think we got a name for it now. It's athletes against uh, athletes combating racism. You know, we've been working through this, trying to develop what we're going to do for our society and what we're going to do for for the Ottawa community. So, um, so we've been doing that kind of stuff, and it's been ongoing. Um, we want a lasting, we want lasting uh, uh, change, and um, you know, we didn't want it to be a Carlton thing particularly. Although Carlton people are driving it, we want to be able to you know if you're from Auto U or you're from any other program, we want to make sure that you know anybody who felt that they wanted to have uh, combat racism and combat change, we want to make sure that was in the name. We want to make sure that that was yeah. uh, that, that 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 was out there. So, uh, but we want to be make you know can we make an impact? Where we can make an impact? How are we going to do that? So we're just kind of working through those kind of things. So that's what we've been doing, at least myself and um, you know I guess our program as well. Yeah, and what what sort of what sort of uh, things have you found uh, that you can make an impact on? Has, has there been specific stories or specific incidences where you've found that your organization or your panel, I guess, can come in and kind of make a difference? Well, I think that what we've been trying to flush out is, is that can we make a decision? You know, um, how do we make change within our own community? I think that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. I mean, don't spread ourselves too thin, too 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 thin. We're gonna make a dis- uh, this change within our own community. Um, is there a community within Ottawa that we can make a, 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 a immediate impact in terms of uh, a minority uh, social economic uh, situation where it's it's not as it's, it, it, you know, there's struggle. Um, so we've kind of narrowed down our choice of communities that we're going to try and help. I think that's probably the biggest things I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the biggest thing is is how do we get integration uh, within within communities? Because uh, as basketball players and as sports, we, there's a lot of integration. Like there's forced integration, and with integration, that's when you get understanding. And I think that's where how do we how do we get that within society? I think that's the biggest thing because we come by it so honestly that we don't really realize that there's already integration. And how do we get that within within society? How do we have the same? How do we create a situation where there can be that same integration, where you're working towards the same goal, different cultures, and get to know people. And when you get to know people, and you get to you, there's more empathy. You can see the cause, and I think that's what we're trying to replicate, right? So that's what we're trying to do is trying to get see see those kind of links where within our within within Carlton and with the basketball community. Why is why are we all together? How do we how do we get that? How do we move that on to our society? So that's what we're going to attempt to do. Um, yeah, but we have some guys who are really motivated to do that. And uh, you know, but our panel, I tell you, or our our group, these I don't know, 12, 12, 14 guys, and seven of them are white and seven of them are black. Like so, you know, again, if it was just all seven black people having this organization, well, again, it's not it's not inclusive. It's not. It's yeah. not, we need allies, right? So I feel like that's the proudest thing I think about that is not just black people in this organization trying to move this along. It's, it's, it's a mix and it's, and it's, it's, it's non-white, it's whites, non-whites. It's, it, and that's what I think where our community or where, where this, this, this venture is going to thrive. Yeah. And I think you see that a lot in Ottawa where we do have a very diverse population, but especially on campuses, you see 
pockets of white students altogether. You see pockets of black students altogether. You see pockets of Asian students altogether. And I think we still do have a lot of work to go, like I said, especially on campuses with that integration and with everybody feeling like that. They're not, they don't only go to a diverse school, but they're involved thoroughly in that diversity. How do we add that? I think that's a big thing. How do we, how do we, I don't say force it, but how do we, how do we, how do we, how do we learn about different cultures, right? How do we, how do we do that? How do we, how do we foster that? How do we, you know, what, what, what are, you know, trying to think about strategies, how do we foster that? I think that's one of the things that we need to, you know, with our, our, our program that we, that we're really going to be focused on in terms of how do we add areas where we can integrate? And I think that's one of the things, but you write about Carlton as well. I mean, there's a lot of different communities, right? There's, um, but, and then it's funny when you get into one of those communities or you have somebody at school and somebody that you have to work with as a, as a, as a, as a, as a you know, a class uh, project or anything like that. As soon as you get to know people, you realize that, you know, what again, it's like, oh, that's not so scary. And then they get to learn about your culture, you learn about their culture, and then you have much more understanding. And I think Canada already has that, and we're, we're pretty good at it, but obviously we can do better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jack, do you have anything else on that? No, not right now. Okay, I might have something later. Um, I just wanted to ask you, I mean, Jack mentioned it off the top. Uh, last time you spoke with us, uh, you guys were planning a trip to Spain. Obviously, that's not an option this year. Um, and I mean, Carlton's known even in the U.S. as like a team that goes down to the U.S. and beats Division One teams. Um, early in the season, you guys do a lot of tournaments and stuff like that. Uh, I think you you guys played Valpo this year in Syracuse. Um, doesn't seem like that's going to happen this year. Do you guys have like a contingency plan for, you know, your tune-up games when you're getting ready for the U Sports season? Well, I mean, again, we were supposed to play UNLV. Actually, they're supposed to come up to Ottawa in, in August, and that was going to be a pretty interesting uh, game mm -hmm. and uh, a pretty, you know, Power Five conference. Uh, yeah. You know, good, good program. So, a little disappointed about that. Um, um, not being able to play them. Um, the, the season was postponed until January 2021. I think that's mm -hmm. the one thing that, uh, so the preparation, we would be kind of preparing, you know, August is just around the road, to be honest with you, and we would probably be preparing for a game. I think we we're supposed to play them on the 14th of August, or the 17th, I forget which, what day it was. So um, we, were, we would have been kind of starting to prepare for that. Um, obviously, we, 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 we were on hold with that. Um, you know, even right now, I mean, to be honest with you guys, we're not even training in our gym yeah. right now. So we, we, we've normally been able to have access to our gym, you know, at least work on individuals, uh, you know, like again, work on shooting, work on individuals, do those kind of things. We're not even there yet. We're not even, we're not, we're not there yet. The protocols that we have to be put in place to, to, to ensure that, you know, there's going to, it's, it's done in a safe environment. Um, you know, we're going through those protocols right now in that process right now and, be honest, with you. I thought we. I thought by June six, July six, we would be there. Yeah. Um, now it's June twenty second, July twenty second. So we're not there yet. We're moving slow on that. It's a bit frustrating um, in terms of that kind of stuff. So, um, really, to be honest, with you in terms of pre pre preparation, you know, we got to get into the gym and let's talk about when we're going to be able to do that. And if we're yeah. able to do that, then now we can kind of build off of that. But really, honestly, I'm not. 
work with our players. Last time I worked with our players in the gym was 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 March 9th, which we was our last game. Like you know, yeah. so it's been a long time coming. It's a lot of long time for our guys not to be in our gym uh, uh, training, and um, you know, again, we're we're looking forward to that. But again, it is January 2021 is the next kind of milestone that we we're going to hit and trying to trying to trying to run a season. Um, so you know, although we are behind. Um, Again, we've pushed everything back. And what is it? What has this time been like recruiting players and trying to find new talent for the team? Well, I mean, to be honest, with you, it's been it's been difficult if you haven't done your work. And, and let's say you wanted to add people, it's hard to add people when you can't go visit them. It's hard yeah. to add people when you can't when they can't visit your campus. You know, like it's 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 it's. You know, there's been a moratorium on, on recruiting. Um, it's been extended till till July 30th, and I'm, I'm assuming it'll be extended again. Um, you know, so that's been pretty hard. Um, now, if you've done your recruiting before the pandemic hit, then you're probably in, or you set up visits or recruiting or had it well down the road. Um, you're probably in better better uh, shape because if kids went to your school and they visited and you did all your recruiting before the season ended, then they would didn't have, they wouldn't have a chance to go see some other schools. So they'd be like, they don't have a choice, right? They probably have to make the decision to come to your school because they wouldn't be able to add no new people would be added. So I guess that in that sense, it's been frustrating. Um, although we were okay. Yeah. Um, but honestly, 2021, I think, uh, we're well ahead of that. I'll tell you that, you know, in 2021, I mean, the kids now usually be an AU season. Usually they'd be, we'd be on the road. There'd be a lot of games being played between July. And like July is a very huge season for, for, for recruiting. And especially the kids that we're trying to recruit, there are a lot of guys who are, are thinking of going down to the States. They're high level athletes and they'd be, playing, they'd be going down to States playing in certain, uh, certain uh, tournaments and showcase events all across North America and really we were going to chase them. But now that nobody's playing, um, that's made it a little bit more difficult for them to be seen. So, um, so we're just trying to do as best we possibly can. A lot of Zoom calls, a lot of communication by emails, text, cell phone, um, you know, and then hopefully when, when things open up, we'll be able to uh, start that process. But I think to be honest with you, uh, 2021, uh, the process is, is, is better just because, you know, we've had no time to, to you know, we've been able to kind of really, you know, be sitting at our desk, kind of talk to kids. Now, we haven't seen them play, and that's the other we had a, We had a list of 50 that we normally have, and we haven't been able to see these guys play and advance them up the list or go down the list or add people to the list. It's hard to add anybody if you don't actually get to see them. And usually you would add them, oh, I saw this player. And sometimes some guys really grow, right? Sometimes between they grow physically, they grow skill-wise they have a good season some guys you didn't think they were very good now you see them you think they're pretty good well all that stuff's not happening and that's being frustrated but it's all but it's the same for everybody so um so i would say 2020 um if you didn't if you didn't and, and even more so and talking talk about uh, uh people jack it's what are you telling them to come to carlton for right now right like yeah. it's like normally we'd be telling them hey like you should be coming you can train, um, work our basketball camp. You know, we play UNLV. Like maybe the, the real goal for them to kind of come and start training and start playing. And and and, and there's a there's a deadline that's been set. 
because all these things are happening. And now there's no natural deadline. It's like, well, we're not playing in September. We can't even go to school in September. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a, it's a much harder sell job. Um, and even more so, I think I could sell even more if I said, okay, well, we're starting to train, which we're not either. So to be honest with you, 2020, um, it's been difficult um, because there's not a lot of answers. And um, it's hard to make it's hard to make decisions if you don't have you don't get a lot of answers from people. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, we're gonna we got to ask you about the bubble, the NBA bubble. <laughs> um, nice. Have you seen what have you seen down there? As far as like, I mean, I guess we can ask about coaching as well. Do you think coaching changes at all when you're in a bubble like that? Well, again, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speculate here a little bit. Um, I think it's probably better because you got every everybody's not distracted. I mean, it's like I find that when we're on the road, we're we're playing on the road. I feel like we're we're more prepared on the road because there's less distractions. You're on the bus. You're you're in your hotel. Um, nobody can go anywhere. Everybody's in the same place. You can go and have uh, conversations and go to somebody's hotel room, you know, like, you know, I won't say at all hours, but like you just go, hey, I want to talk to you about this. I want to talk to you and meet. I want informal meetings. There's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of, a lot of team bonding that you can get done in that bubble, which these guys, a lot of these guys have their own things going on, right? They're, 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 they're superstars. They got a lot of people around them. They got huge mansions. They go back to their own place. Like, so there's nowhere for anybody to go, which again, as a coach would be a dream, right? It'd be an absolute dream. So they, the, the coaches would be absolutely loving this because the guys would have nowhere else to go and they're going to be super focused. Um, um, now, obviously they got to be away from their families, but I would argue that a coach is probably at this time of year, like, I've, I've never spent more time with my family than I have in the last five months. Like, mm. it's crazy. Um, so the three months that they spent with their family, they're probably sitting there and saying, you know what, I've never spent more time with my family. Time for me to leave. So they can probably suffer for that. You know, they're probably like, you know what, I put my time in. And now, yes, I'm going to be away from my family. But even then, when they're, when they're in the season, they're kind of not, you know, it's hard to be focused as much as you want to be on your family. So it, I, I would argue the wives are probably sitting there and saying, hey, you know what, you're not even here anyway. So being away, that's not, that makes no difference at all. It's actually even better because you, you kind of, you're around the house and you're pretending to be, be around, but you're really not, right? So, so I think for the coaches, it'll be fine. The players, I think, yeah, I mean, um, if they go to the end, they'll be a little bit long. But, yeah. you know, and again, I think everybody took the two, three months where things were different. And I really feel like that was a huge... No, I think I feel like that was a huge um, uh, break for everybody, and I think people are ready to get ready back to work. So, um, I think for the coaches, it's a different perspective for sure. For the players, I think they love a little bit more freedom. Um, but you know, I think that you know they'll get used to it. Everybody's had some time away, and as this as the season goes, um, and ironically about these bubbles, uh, NBA starting, NHL starting, baseball starting. For all of a sudden, now we're gonna have so much sports on. It's gonna be yeah. absolutely insane, yeah. right? We've been, we've been. It might be, it might be insane about how much sports is gonna be watched. Like even by myself, like it's gonna be crazy. Just games on during the day, games on during the week. You know the CBL starting like this week. You know, like oh, okay, let me just watch some games. So 
it will be insane watching from like I think August one till October or November. It'll be insane. So I'm looking forward to it as a spectator, but as 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 a coach, I can see how it would help them as players. I'm see, you know, like again, I think they'll get used to it. Yeah, we saw Nick Nurse bring his guitar down to the bubble. What would you bring? You're going to be spending a lot of time in your hotel room. Uh, what What would you do to fill that time? Or would, is it just? Are you just playing in the game? You just have a whiteboard and you're just going over every scenario. To be honest, with you, I'm a very unfocused guy, so it'd be great to be in the bubble to be more focused. Uh, I would say, if I said bring my, I have my PlayStation Four. I think. I'd say I could bring that, but then again, I probably should watch some game film or something like that. So I probably wouldn't be a great idea. Um, you know, I, I'm pretty good with honestly. One thing I feel like I can't do without is my iPad. Mm. I can't do without it. Like I, I feel like I, I rather watch TV on my iPad. Mm. Just, if I don't have my iPad, like I'm a miserable man. So um, I think that's the only thing I would need. I need my iPad, my, 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 my earphones, my iPad. I'm good to go. Well, I was wondering why you were playing Angry Birds on the sidelines of one of your games, but I guess now <laughs> it makes sense. No, I don't play games like that. I just love watching a lot of different things. I just love having the access to a lot of different things. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think all I would need is my iPad. I probably wouldn't bring my my. my I, maybe my PlayStation, but again, I, I, I get caught in like a, you know, I'm an old guy, but I still like to play video games. Mm. Apparently, the guys on my team, I was, I was challenging the uh, NBA 2K because um, I got into that over the over the holiday, over the the, the pandemic, and uh, guys are calling me trash because they think <laughs> I'm an old man. They say I'm old man trash, you know, like you know, old people think they're good at it, they're trash, and I, I, I'm starting to think that they're right. So uh, you know, I kind of played some young guys and they're killing me. So uh, so I don't know. Maybe I have to give that up. Yeah. <laughs> you can always uh, get back at them when it's time for them to get some minutes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, that's why I think people don't want to play me, and they got to be careful putting a little beat down. Yeah. yeah. Would you have any predictions for the bubble? Who do you think is going to be in the finals? Uh, you know what? Somebody made a good comment about that. Um, I think it's like uh, the young teams will probably be in good shape, right? Because to be honest with you. If there's a lot of games in a short period of time, the younger you are, the better that you actually, you know, like you just you can re, you can replenish, you can you can you can you can kind of play at your best more often and be more youthful energy, right? So there is something towards that to be to be perfectly frank. I mean, I know there's I I think what will what will happen is is um, if like for the eight games, for instance. So the eight games, I think the better teams, they're not going to play their guys, right? Because they're like, well, I got eight games just to get warmed up in there. So there's going to be a lot of games where you're like, oh, LA Lakers are playing, I don't know, let's say uh, Phoenix. Sun. I don't know. I can't remember what team's in there, right? Like yeah. a, a team that's not very good. Well, they'll probably lose to them because the young teams will probably be like, oh, we need to win this game and we're yeah. energetic. And the, and the older teams, they're not going to be able to play their guys because if they do play their guys, it's going to cost them down the road because they're old, right? Yeah. And so they're not going to play them, right? So I feel like that's probably going to be like the first eight games. I think you're going to see a lot of, I won't say upsets, but like the younger teams will probably be uh, ready to roll and and, 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 and and win those games. And then um, and then obviously during the, the, the playoffs, I feel like, you know, I mean, you know, again, I feel like if there's always injuries that nobody's talking about, 
um, uh, you know, the older you are, the more it's hard to, 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 to get over injuries. Um, you know, obviously we like the Lakers. I think they, you know, other than LeBron, I mean, uh, we like them. I mean, Toronto Raptors, I mean, it's interesting. Obviously we're all going for them, at least I am. Uh, you know, there is something about winning and knowing how to win. There is something about that. Even though your team that doesn't have Kawhi Leonard, I mean, you, they still know how to win. They still know they, they have a belief that they are winning and they're still defending championship champions. So they're going to be a tough out as well. And then Milwaukee's pretty good too. So I'd say Team Milwaukee, Toronto, the Lakers, and the Clippers, I think those are the four teams that I think are going to emerge. Yeah. All right. Uh... Thanks, Taffy, for joining us. I think that's all we have. Um, obviously, we don't know what's going on with your season, but whenever you guys do hit the floor, uh, we'll be looking forward to it. Yeah, no, absolutely, guys. When we get back into it and we hear that there's some games, just look me up and uh, maybe I can give you an update on how things are going. Awesome. And are you? do you send the practice to the players? Like, will I get an email on the schedule? <laughs> He never stops. Yeah, he? <laughs> you know what? Again, I mean, the, the ironic part is, why don't you send me your game film and then let me let's talk. If you send me your game film, we'll look at it. You know, I need to see I need to see a highlight reel. I need to see a full game, and then uh, send it to me. We'll review it because I have lots of time to review it. And we'll, okay. we'll, as we like to say, we'll get back to you. Okay, that's a that's a that's footage of me playing basketball, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah I okay. have that. All right. Great. All right. Thanks, Taffy. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. All right, guys. That was Taffy Charles joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching wherever you are. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. You know where you can find us on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, and all that good stuff. We are hopefully going to be updating you guys as soon as these Raptors games start. You know, we really don't know what to expect with these exhibition games. We got the Rockets up first. We'll see how that goes. Um, and hopefully get this ball rolling, see how far the Raptors can go and keep you guys tuned in to NBA basketball all summer long. So thanks for joining and we will see you guys next time. Bye.